Welcome into Sports Wrap. We've got a lot to cover tonight, and I want to get right to it because young Nicholas Roddy is back in the mix after uh, a nice uh, rest and relaxation uh, all across the state of Michigan. Hello, Nicholas. Hi, Chris. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. I, I, I'm excited to get your take on uh, the Cade the Cunningham stuff, on the, the Pistons landing that first-round pick. We talked about it yesterday while you were gone. Um, and, and look, I'm hyped about it. I'm still hyped about it. I, I'm ex- incredibly excited about it. And, and I think finally something positive has happened. Something good has happened to one of our teams. And, and I think at this point in time, we got to celebrate it. Uh, speaking of something good happening, something good is happening at Comerica Park. Something is, something is moving in a proper direction. Uh, suicide squeeze, Robbie Grossman at the plate, bunts home, Akil Badu, Tigers win it in 10 uh, over Houston, 2-1 to one today. They're 10 for 10, uh, or t- 10 and 10 over the last 20 games. And and you you mentioned to me that since May 7th, they are 25 and 20. I mean that is a, a an incredible number for a team that at times this season looks like you know they're they're uh, they're, they're lost at sea without an oar. Yeah, at May seventh they were nine and twenty four and lost eighteen of twenty one games, and that's courtesy of Eva, Evan Woodbury from M Live. Like you said, twenty five and twenty in their last forty five games. This team's not bad. They're not bad. They're not good. Let's not get it mixed up. They're not good, but they're not bad. There, there is some momentum here. Tarek Skubal today was again very good. Casey Mize has been very good. These pitchers are are throwing the ball at a pretty high level right now, and they're hitting their marks. Not all of them. <laughs> I mean, come on. The, 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 the staff as a, as a whole needs some work, but we are seeing some bright spots here. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, too. Again, just, just based on, you know, I, I'm incredibly excited where the Pistons are headed, but I am excited where the, where the Tigers are headed, too. You start seeing some movement along the lines of guys like Riley Green uh, and, and some of these young guys in the system when they're moving up in their uh in the in the system in the leagues it's a good thing it's a good sign to see because that's one step closer to then getting to Detroit and being a contributor here so you know it's exciting to see you know a suicide squeeze bottom of the 10th it's very exciting and i got to be honest i i think as as somebody who puts a lot of value in managers, a lot of value in those that are calling the shots. I think that that a play like today, it, it doesn't happen if Guardy's here. I, I think that that there are just there, there's a certain mentality that AJ Hinch is bringing to this team and has brought to this team and will continue to foster that we haven't seen, you know, amongst many of our teams in quite some time. And even the players that were in on the play, Robbie Grossman was the first multi-year contract the Tigers have signed in, what, five years? 
Akil Badu, a Rule 5 pick who was raking in spring training, started out lights hot, and then had a big dip, kind of uh, May-ish, right. kind of also when the Tigers also had their dip, right. but has been playing really well over the past few weeks. He's the best hitter. Yeah. I mean, again, these are guys that are going to be contributors. You hope. You don't want this to be a flash in the pan for a kill to do. But again, just going off of what we see, th- this team doesn't, they will, they'll scrap you to death. I mean, they are, they they do not, You very rarely do you see this team loaf around, take days off. They, they really, this is a, a, a quite a, uh, change in philosophy with this team that AJ Hinch has brought to the table. So uh, look, I, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited that that we are seeing again. We're, we're starting to see these teams turn a corner, and it's been a long time since we've seen these teams, even even in the in the in the discussion of landing a couple players to turn the corner. But I believe in what's happening with the Red Wings. I believe in Steve Eiserman. I think he's got a plan. I think, again, I, I, I kind of mentioned this yesterday. When I when I see him move players for for players that are going to work out here or hopefully will be here long term, the Anthony Mantha deal for Jacob Verana, first round pick. It's a good sign to me. And and again, the Tigers have been at the bottom. They've been at the ground level, and they're starting to claw their way through to the other side. It's a good sign. And just like the Pistons, I think landing a first round, uh, the the first overall pick in July's NBA draft is a good thing because I believe that this is, this is fast tracking this rebuild. It's fast tracking what, where we eventually want to be. And we'll get to that coming up in in a, in a couple minutes. Cause I'd love to get Nick's thoughts on this. Cause we, we didn't get him yesterday. But it just it feels good today, and maybe it's just because you got the theatrics of a, of a suicide squeeze walk off, which you never see anymore. No. I mean, it's I you, I you know I get it, I get the the sex appeal to a home run, I get it, but man, suicide squeeze in extras is pretty damn exciting. I love it, love to see it. So uh, the Tigers, this is the fourth Tigers walk-off sacrifice bunt uh, since 1916. Most recently, 1977. So you just never see it. Nope. You never see it. Fourth in organization history, in the team's history. Since 1916. Since 1916. Okay, well, okay, fine. So the fourth ever. Since they were keeping stats. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's exciting. I love it. I love it. So it's just, I don't know if it's just the day. Look, I, it was supposed to, it was, the skies were supposed to open up again today. It didn't. The sun was out. Tiger suicide squeeze walk off in the 10th. Pistons with the first overall pick. I'm feeling good. It's a good weekend. Uh, all right. Speaking of the Pistons, we'll try to hit that on the other side because, uh, you know, again, when, when we're talking about, where the Pistons want to go. They've got options. They've got everybody at their disposal. Everybody's going to be on the table for them in July. And so you look at Kate Cunningham, and I want to talk about some of these guys locally too that that are in the mix for either in the lottery or uh, players that we know here, that we followed here. They're going to go 
potentially in the first round. So we'll talk about that. Again, finally, we got a little sun today when it was supposed to rain. But with all that being said, I think really what it comes down to, I'm still jazzed about the Pistons. I'm excited. I really am. And as long as they landed in that top three, I was going to be, I was going to be pretty happy about it. But to land that number one pick, and it's just, it, it just gives you all the options. You hold all the cards. It's important. I talked about it yesterday. Nick. I was excited. We had Rod Beard on. We broke it down. Uh, talked about Troy Weaver. Talked about the job Dwayne Casey's done. And I'm very, I'm very uh, high on this team going forward. Uh, we had talked about it a couple weeks ago. Told you to keep your eye on on last Tuesday when the lottery was happening, and and the Pistons came out uh, on top. And and I just want to get your thoughts, Nick. I mean, you, you talk about the guys are going to be there, Mobley and and Jalen Suggs, and of course, uh, Cade Cunningham, all going to be there for the Pistons with that number one pick. Uh, I know we were excited about it. What, what did you? Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I was very excited in the moment. I was watching the lottery on Tuesday. And I keep getting more excited kind of as time's gone on. <laughs> That's exactly how it's been for me. Yeah. Uh, and I think Cade Cunningham is just a, a no-brainer. Uh, he's big, great passer, great shooter. I think Defensively. Fit, yeah, great defender. I think he can fit with any team and with any player. It's not like, oh, you already have Killian Hayes, your setup point guard. No, you need multiple ball handlers. You need guys who can switch on wings defensively. So I, I'm I'm geeked. Uh I, I'm I'm more excited than I was just a few days ago when the lottery happened. And I was yeah. very surprised. I, I didn't I what were your expectations going into the lottery? Low. Low. Yeah. I mean again, because the the Pistons were one of three teams with the best odds to win. And so I just look at it and like, all right, well we're gonna get screwed here again. Yep. Because that's what, just what I've got. I was expecting the number six pick of exactly. yeah. Yeah. And then and then we're just fall. And we're just yeah, stuck in purgatory forever, forever. Yeah. We're just perpetually uh, uh, the doormat. And so I, I, I got like I'm, I'm in, I'm in total agreement with you. I was excited Tuesday, and it's just, it's kind of just built for me because again, I, I, I told you this a couple weeks ago, and I firmly believe it. And you're gonna think I, you, you know, what is Chris drinking or something? I, I, I do believe that this is going to fast track where this team is going. I believe it. I don't know. I'm again, I I'm not saying they're going to you know win the conference, they're going to they're going to win a championship here in the next year or the next couple of years, but I believe that this is one step towards that. This is one step of of playing mean, meaningful games late in the season, playing meaningful playoff series. Uh, and and continuing to develop the, the these young guys that are on the roster already, it's important. This is the next step. This is what happens. And so, whether or not this thing has you know the the legs to last you know a decade or whatever it is, I just believe that this fast tracks where the Pistons were going to go. And a lot of that, I am I'm I'm thrilled that Troy Weaver is the guy steering the ship. Because I think when he came in, trading guys, outright cutting people in the case of Blake Griffin, whatever it is, get them out of here if they're no good to us. If they're going to even help us win games, we don't even necessarily need them to help us win games. <laughs> we need young guys to play 
and we need young guys to develop. We need young guys to get better, and that's what we've seen. So again, I told you, I'm a proponent of tanking. I love tanking when it's done the right way, and the Pistons have done it the right way. So, and so you- for me, when you send somebody like Gray- Blake Griffin out of town, and you and and you play these young guys, you give them all the minutes you can, and you still only win 20 games and end up with the first pick. It's beautiful. It's a what symphony. You, what do you think of Dwayne Casey's role in this? I think Dwayne Casey. Think Dwayne Casey's the right man for the job right now. I don't know that. I mean, look, you know, Dwayne Casey won a championship in Toronto. Dwayne Casey was was part of that, part of of developing some of those guys and 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 building a really nice team. Dwayne Casey was there. He was part of that. So do I think Dwayne Casey could win a championship here in Detroit? Oh, yeah, I do. He did it in Toronto. If he could do it in Toronto, he could certainly do it here. So, I, I, you know, I I like Dwayne Casey's demeanor. It sounds like the players love Dwayne Casey. Um, I think he always is is saying the right things. So, yeah, I, I got to be honest. I To me, I like Dwayne Casey being here. I think he's a good coach. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's a good coach, but I wonder if they need a younger guy with this younger group. Maybe. All these other teams are going after the Chauncey Billipses and Maybe. those guys of, of the NBA. I, I'm not sure that – I mean, we'll see. I, I think he's a great coach, but – Yeah, I, I think know. I think like anything, it's a, buy, it's a buy-in deal, right? I mean, if these guys buy in, I don't think Dwayne Casey is – I don't think his – I don't think his mentality or his coaching style is antiquated. I don't think that he's, I don't think he's out of touch with current NBA basketball. I mean, I think he's very well dialed in and I, I I think that these guys like playing for him personally. So when, when that's the case, um, and you've got a guy who's, who's has a track record, I'm okay with it until he proves me otherwise, until he proves that he's a detriment, until he proves that he can't, you know, he, he, the, the, the locker room doesn't want him or whatever. Um, but he's got, he's, there's a certain amount of pull that Dwayne Casey has. He's a respected coach, a respected guy in the league. So um, whether or not he's the long-term answer, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm more worried about where these guys get to in the next year two years, three years. Really interested to see where that all plays out. So we'll 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 see how it goes. But I'm 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 thrilled. And Jason Fissar board up text me, he's right. I'm a moron. Casey didn't win the championship in Toronto. They won it the year after he left. But he was he coach won. of the year. He was coach uh, of the his, year. His last year in Toronto. and then, Correct. And then they fired him. Yeah. Yes. And then Nick Nurse won uh, Correct. 2019. Yes. So good good catch, Jace. Appreciate that. But again, he's the guy who he's part of the reason that thing was the way it was. He built that thing. So, again, I, I think it's a, it's, a valid quest, it's a valid question whether or not Dwayne Casey's the guy. But until... Until... He proves me otherwise. I'm 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 thrilled with that he's here, because I do think he provides at least an element of experience, at least a, a certain level of respect that these guys have to buy into. And by all accounts, 
by the way, Cade Cunningham doesn't seem like a, a guy who's got a gigantic ego, gigantic head, relatively grounded guy. And sounds to me like everybody else on the team is, is kind of that way. So I'm with you. I, my, my excitement has only built. It's yeah. only gotten bigger. In his one season with Oklahoma State, he averaged 20 points, uh, six rebounds, three and a half assists, uh, about a steal and a half, almost a block per game, four turnovers per game, shot 40% from the uh, behind the three-point line, mm. or almost 44% from the field, mm. measuring in at 6'8", 220. Woo! Just like okay. you. Okay. <laughs> we're, 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 I, people sometimes call me Kate on the street. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's my guy. Like I'm I'm ready. Like that let's just do this thing. Like let's let's we're just let's be done. And it that that's where it's going. That's where we're headed here. Is Cade Cunningham to the to to your Detroit Pistons thrilled about it. Can't wait. Because again, this team gets better with Cade Cunningham on it. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh coming up next. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. We talked about the Major League Baseball cracking down on illegal substances that pitchers use. It's always been in the rule books that you can't have certain substances. But there's always been this gentleman's agreement that, well, we won't ask if you don't ask. Well, that's coming to an end. And we've now potentially got our first failed inspection. We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy here on Sports Rep on WJR. By the way, Nick and I were just talking about a little bit. All this rain has been nuts. I mean, a lot of these people are underwater uh, all across the metro area. And Detroit, it's it's just a shame. It's terrible. But from the looks of it, uh, looks like Detroit Golf Club, the John Shippen's going on right now. It looks to be yeah. well-maintained out there. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, DGC drains pretty well, actually. Uh, even with the amount of water we've had. Uh, so that is good news. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday as well. We talked about these. The, the, the Major League Baseball forever has had rules on their books. Rules about not using, for pitchers, not using banned substances when you're pitching. Talking about resin, talking about whatever, pine tar or... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of questions about suntan lotion and sweat and all of this. Whatever gives the, the pitcher an advantage when they're throwing the ball. And there's been this gentleman's under the table agreement. It's one of these other weird unwritten rules of baseball where you just nobody nobody pays it. You just look the other way. As a manager or as a as a coach on any of these teams. You're not going to question anybody else because you know your guys are doing it too. So it's been it's been very hush-hush and on the DL for years. Well, now we are seeing more and more managers and, and teams challenging and asking for inspections of pitchers mid-game. Mid-game. In between innings, when they're walking off the mound, they're getting inspected. And 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 we've seen the 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 ridiculous, you know, like Max Scherzer's a guy, he's taking off his belt and pulling his pants down. 
I mean, we've seen guys that are just they're 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 insulted by the fact that because they're good, because they've got some nasty stuff, they got to be using something. So they're not happy about it, especially if you're not using anything. Well, every pitcher that's been examined that has had their their glove looked at has come up clean, nothing. Until now. In the Mariners game, Hector Santiago was being inspected after the inning. He's walking off the mound, headed to the dugout, and the umpires converge and they ask for his glove. And they're looking at it. You got two umpires looking at it, opening it, opening the 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 opening where your hand goes in and they're kind of pointing and they're looking and they're really taking their time looking. And finally he gets tossed. And when he gets tossed, the glove goes into a bag to be shipped off for inspection to find out what this substance that they found is. First time we've seen this. I'm expecting major league baseball to have their uh, their uh, stuff together. I'm expecting them to have their ducks in a row. And instead, we got Major League umpires putting, the, putting this glove, Hector Santiago's glove, in like a, a Glade trash bag to be UPSed out to New York to have uh, the scientists look at whatever this substance is. It was so bizarre. I had I had not expected to see anything like this. Uh and and now we've got our first pitcher that's been Popnik. I mean, it's it's wild. And Santiago has claimed that uh it was nothing illegal. So he's uh waiting on them to investigate if if it was an illegal substance, he'll be suspended ten games. And the team is not allowed to replace him on the roster for all ten games, so they'll be right. down to twenty-four guys, or is it? Yeah. They're at twenty-seven guys now, so twenty-six. Right. So it, again, it's wild. We we haven't uh, we haven't seen it up until now. But yeah, you're right. The trash bag was just ridiculous. I'm expecting you know guys to come out in hazmats, uh, you know, with a uh, with a with a uh, you know decontaminated sterile white see-through bag uh and and, and that's what loves to exactly handle the glove like some guy with like those big pliers comes out almost like yeah. uh like you know lock cutters and he just grabs the glove and puts it into the bag like that's what i'm expecting because it's ridiculous this is ridiculous i mean and again you go back to you know i, I was at the game uh it was 2006 it was the day I always say it's the day before the Maglio game because everybody remembers the Maglio game. But I was at the game where Kenny Rogers was pitching and Kenny, that was the pine tar game. It was the Kenny Rogers pine tar game and nothing, nothing. Now I mean, he had a big splotch on his, I don't remember if it was on his glove or on his wrist or whatever, but no, no, it's nothing. It's not, there's nothing. There's nothing here. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Ump. It's cool. And little, and then, you know, he go, they go on to, to to end up playing really well and beating the A's. But you go from that, from where it's like obviously visible, like there's obviously something there, 
to now these guys are being checked constantly and it, there's been a bit of a mockery made out of it. So again, it's just interesting to see where this is going after all of these years of, you know, hush, hush, gentlemen's agreement under the table. And my, again, my question, Nick, and maybe you can answer it is why now? Why, why now are they doing this? What's the reason now? What's the impetus for it happening now? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Are the bat? I don't think the the hitters are complaining. No, right? Because their team offense is up. Yeah. So why now? Why why are we doing this now? I, this is what I kind of said yesterday. I just think that baseball's got a bit of a problem. Baseball for for a, a, quite a while has had a bit of an identity problem. And and I think that they've had the opportunity to take one path in the fork in the road and they kind of took the other. And unfortunately, baseball's made some decisions that I think has cost viewers and it's cost fans and it's cost people. It's cost the enjoyment of the game to a certain extent. And this is only another one of those at least in my mind examples of it. Because I don't know why now. Nobody can answer that for me. What are we doing with this now? So, again, now we've got our first. So we'll uh, we'll await to see what the 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 toxicology reports are on that. Because if it truly is nothing, it's a lot of hullabaloo about, well, nothing. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, I want to get an update on what's going on at the Travelers. Bubba Watson, boy, imploding down the stretch so we'll talk about that we'll talk about what's going on at the travelers now because we are in a playoff so we'll talk about that i want to get in to some nhl playoff stuff with our friend sean belegian we'll talk to all the guys uh from spin on golf that's coming your way at seven o'clock they're at dgc we'll talk about all that next all right welcome back so we got some happenings out at the travelers uh, and I want to get an update on that because we're in uh, we're pretty deep into the playoffs here. What hole three? Yeah, they're the third playoff hole. They played eighteen twice, and they okay. uh, both parred. Now they're playing seventeen right now. Okay, so the third playoff hole, sudden death. So cool. If they both uh, tie this hole, they're going back to eighteen. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that for you as well. As I know. Our next show will spin on golf. will do the same. And I want to welcome in Sean Belegian ahead of everybody, because uh, I know that you're not really invested on what's going on in the NHL. I don't know if you do you know what's going on in the NHL playoffs. No, I, I haven't been keeping track. What's going on now? Yeah. Chris, it's been unbelievable. It's uh, I was just talking to the fellas out here, you know, uh, BC and Mike Faye, they're waiting in the bullpen and um, it's an incredible story. Um, you don't know what happened to a team in the, in the, in the past couple months, because the way they're playing right now, I didn't totally see different. that team this year. I didn't, maybe the first few weeks of the season, but I think they got uh, Chris, they, they got that injection of that youthful exuberance and um, you know, Cole Caulfield playing the way he is, Nick Suzuki playing the way he is. And that stuff's infectious. And, and quite yeah. frankly, they're all playing like a bunch of 20 and 21 year old kids with nothing to lose. And, you know, I think you and I were talking the other day, Chris. I think Carey Price must have bumped his head, and, and he thinks it's 2014 again because yeah. he looks like the best goalie in the world again. Yeah, it, it's wild. And we got Canadians lightning coming your way Monday night, 8 o'clock, Game 1, Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and, and when you talk about 
where the Canadians have been, kind of where they're coming from and, and where they're at, it, it really has been, it's kind of a 180. I mean, th- th- this team was not playing like this all season. Like you mentioned, early on, they had a, a, a really, they had a nice stretch early on, but then they kind of were fell back to, uh, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, but kind of what we've come to to know of the Canadians. Oh, and less so, than mediocre play. No, yeah. no disrespect in and so And so, but now this team is, is totally different. I mean, it, it, this is a totally different team. And I look, I look when you're going against Tampa Bay, good team, defending champs, uh, they had their own struggles, uh, but but kind of have come out on top. Obviously, uh, this is going to be a good series. I, I don't know that this is quite the cakewalk that people think it's going to be. No, you know I agree with you. It, it's I think a lot of people thought that in the first round, and then especially okay, that's cute. They beat the Leafs, but the Jets are going to beat them. And uh, Chris, make no mistake about it, they were better than the Vegas Knights. That wasn't a yes. fluke. That wasn't, you know, you can throw any words you want out there, okay? All the all those buzzwords. They were better than Vegas, period, end of story. And anybody that watched that series, the last few games of the series, they were the, the better team. So, look, uh, I, I'll defer to Darren McCarty here because he has four more Stanley Cup rings than I do. Uh, but McCarty's always said, look, there's so many oh, things he? that have to go your way yeah. uh, for the Stanley Cup. You have to have that depth and you have to be able to stay healthy. And these are two teams that even though they're beaten up, you know, uh, their their main players are healthy right now. So I, I think it'll be a good series. I think Tampa's going to win. I do. But do. Um, I, I think the Habs have also heard that three rounds in a row now. No doubt. Who does Habs uh, have winning? Chris, oh, he can't hear him. Sean? Sean, he can't hear us. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's is is. Uh... I got you now. How are you, pal? Okay, good. I said, who does Habs man have winning? Have uh, oh, he he said. Sorry, I didn't hear, hear you, Nick. Uh, he has. Uh, uh, I actually talked to him, and and he said uh, Habs and tree. <laughs> oh, Habs and tree. Okay, tree. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, I know that uh, BC Mike Faye, they've got some interesting thoughts on this as well, and I think Jordan's hopping on as well. Uh, Jordan Young, what? What? Uh, I mean, you guys have been watching in on these playoffs as well. Uh, you talked about. I know BC was talking about uh it, shortening the season. Yes, why not? You're a hockey guy. Why wouldn't you shorten the season to see this every single year? This makes no sense to have that many wasted games, wasted time. When you can see this kind of playoff action, I can't believe you're talking hockey. Why wouldn't I? I was actually, I was actually born in Michigan. Well, I was born in Canada. That's good. No, it's not even even your national. It's not even your national pastime. Lacrosse is unbelievable. I think the playoffs have been great. It's the most exciting thing to watch in sports. I, I I mean, hockey. I'm biased, but um, I'm like Sean. I'm a diehard. Uh, I think it's awesome. Vegas uh, just got. Just got beat by price. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. And and again, I think that I think this is going to be a fantastic series. I really do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we got a, a, a. We're into the third hole playoff at the Travelers. What do you guys been uh, following there? What do you think? Some up and downs, huh? On yeah. the playoffs, a couple times they both missed the green two times in a row. Now they're playing what seventeen? I don't know. Are they on uh, on the green? Yeah, Harris got up and down the second playoff hole from a buried lie in the lip. Made a twelve footer. Porter right in, Mikey. I got a pull for Hickok. Ah, yeah. you got a pull for Harris. Come on. Yeah, I know. I mean, come on. South Georgia boy. Come on. 
Nick Cock is Jordan Spieth's roommate. Texas. Ah, everybody's tour rooting guy. for him. Everybody's rooting for him. Canadian tour guy. Yeah, coming up the one on a bunch of the different tours. How about cool. Tyler Raymond? Eastern Michigan. Michigan I, amateur champ. Is that official? I guess no. No? It's in the finals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finals. No. How about finals Bubba? Bu- Bubba really took a turn for the worst heading down the stretch there today, didn't he? Ooh. <laughs> it we was music about this to my ears. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I sent a text out to these guys yesterday like, hey, Bubba's putting on his toes. What's going on? We got to talk about that tomorrow. He is going and sideways. BC makes a comment. I hope he shoots 90. 90 shots. And, uh, and I made a comment on the way in that uh, he was so at six over his last, what was it, seven over his last six or yeah. six over his last five? Good. Ouch. Yep. I, you know what? What goes around comes around. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he, he put it in the water. What was that? 14 or 15 uh, or 13 or 14. And, and after that, it was, it was, I mean, the, the, he just wasn't going to be able to claw himself back into the thing. The bus was warm and then it got, air conditioning came on. He was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> bogey, 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 yeah. double bogey to finish. Oof, oh, I, guarantee, I guarantee he's in the air right now coming right at us. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming right he is. At he's coming right at DGC. He's coming you know to what, though, if you, you know, Bubba's been doing a bunch of stuff in Pensacola. He's got all these things going on there, charity stuff. He's got, uh, whether it's a restaurant or a golf range, he's doing all kinds of great stuff down there. So I read that story yesterday, and that was pretty cool. Coming up at 7.02, why does BC hate Bubba Watson? Uh, (laughs) uh, We've had. As soon as we go off air, uh, I'll say something. (laughs) Uh, We've had had just an immense amount of rain over the last couple of days, and leading in – to later on this week as Rocket Mortgage gets set. I mean, I think, and obviously the shipping going on, we, we were worried about how the course was going to handle it, how it was going to drain. I know, BC, you were you were walking the fairways today. What would you think? No, it's okay. It's, um, you know, they've got to do some mowing, as, but um, the place sure greened up in, since I was here, what, a week and a half ago. It, but uh, the rough is really thick. Yeah. Are you taking like grass samples? You bet your butt. I was temp- <laughs> temperature density and all this kind of stuff. I was uh, walking with the girls and uh, for the shipping, you know, the, they were playing an alternate shot out there, and it was gusty and windy, and they, a couple of girls hit in the rough, and they couldn't advance it more than fifty yards. It was <laughs> wow. It was tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. The, the the gougers and the bombers are going to roll this week, guarantee you. Uh, so we are, are just really days away. Uh, from Rocket Mortgage Classic getting underway. Um, there's been a lot of discussion just about the field itself, but the course is in good shape even with the rain. I mean, this is this is a big-time tournament that we've got right here in our own backyard. And when you start comparing it to some of these other – I'm watching some of these tournaments, and I'm like, it doesn't really hold a candle to what we got at DGC and Rocket Mortgage. I mean, it's fantastic. So uh, I think the buzz is real. I think people are really super excited about this thing. Chris, the first year that that everybody was out here, and I know you made it as well, if you couldn't tell right away, I mean oh. immediately, what they were putting into this place, you weren't paying attention. And, right. and I, I think that's – I really do. I think that's half the battle. It starts with the preparation. It starts with, you know, forget about last week or the week before. It starts with six months in advance and how they're they're constantly doing this. And, you know, I remember we talked to the guys last year, Jordan, uh, about, 
all right, so how much time do you get off? Well, I'm going to sleep for a day, and then we'll start thinking about next year's tournament. That's the mentality that they have here, and it shows. You walk around, and it shows. I mean, this is legitimate. This is a pro golf event, and all one has to do is look around them to get that. It is cool. I mean, I like the new sign coming into the front uh, entrance. Yes. The players. It's, yep. That's new this year, the big Rocket Mortgage sign. And uh, all the signs up the up the entryway, so it's cool. The entrances are really neat. The presentation with uh, with the red is spectacular. The clubhouse looks great. Uh, this right here, the Rocket Mortgage spinning uh, logo, is awesome in the front entrance. It's exciting. I'm ready. You know, one of the other things that I that I was interested to hear when I talked to Jason Langwell a couple of, last week, and I think it was. Uh, he talked about what what he does and and some of the other guys on the Rocket team do when they go around to these other tournaments. They're recruiting players. I mean, that when you see somebody like Phil Mickelson uh, coming to play DGC and Rocket Mortgage, it's because of, I mean, there's a good there's a good reputation that we've got here, and the players that have played it really enjoy it. But there's a lot of work being done on some of these guys to get them to come here, and and it's a when you talk about the grind and the hustle that some of these guys have to make this tournament the best that it can be, that's part of it. It's getting a lot of these big names here, and and Jason Langwell and the whole crew have been able to do it once again. Well, it's like you said, it takes a team, and it's an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of people that uh, that do this. It, it, I mean, you're talking about from the hourly guy right up to the top, right up to Danny Gilbert. They're all right. involved. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. And they're in it for one reason, for the city of Detroit. No it's doubt. Really a really a good it doesn't give you a warm fuzzy about what people are trying to do to this city, then you don't get it because nope. they're trying their best. Absolutely agree. Nick, I know you said you got a we got a, another quick update here before we log off. Yeah, going uh, to a, a going to a fourth playoff hole at the Travelers. Mm. And oh, are they playing sixteen now? They're going I think they're going back to eighteen. Going back to 18. Okay. So they want to wrap this thing up. All right. Speaking of wrapping it up, that's going to do it for us this evening.